Father, tonight we thank you for your beautiful, wonderful, sweet presence that is here with us. Blessed be the name of the Lord who reigns forevermore. We ask for an outpour of divine virtue tonight. That our eyes be opened. We want to know you. Help us Lord. And give us an encounter with you. To the glory of your holy name. In Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated. prophet of God thank you so much for this um, honor thank you so much I really appreciate it can we appreciate the president along with Minister Godwin God bless you the vice president God bless you thank you for this invitation I really don't take it for granted and I know your leaders are doing a good job to um, help you in your development in the Lord hallelujah now we need to understand that as Christians the next best thing after salvation is spiritual growth and spiritual growth is not just the icing on the cake of Christianity but spiritual growth is the cake itself If you are not growing spiritually as a Christian your life will truly not be meaningful and I repeat that again if you are not growing as a Christian your life will not be truly meaningful because all of God's best for you is hidden in your relationship with him any great thing that God wants to do with you through you and in you is hidden in your relationship with him until you take your relationship with God serious you are going nowhere in your spiritual journey and walk with God hallelujah listen there is a life in God that until you travel in, in God you will never experience there are many of you here who have been Christians for 10 years you've been churchgoers for 5 years 15 years 18 years 17 years 20 years 23 years but there is no testimony about your walk with God and you should by this time ask yourself so many questions why is my life not making meaning why is my life not bringing glory to Jesus why is my life not moving from glory to glory the Bible says the path of the just is like a shining sun shining ever brighter and brighter onto a perfect day why is my life not a reflection of that reality 
keep repeating the same mistakes anytime I want to take God serious I take my Bible I doze off I want to fast something is preventing me I want to pray something affects me listen I keep emphasizing this reality without revelation your service and your relationship with God will never be effective it takes understanding it takes revelation to walk with God it takes revelation and understanding to walk with God if you don't have an understanding of God your walk with God will be epileptic praise God now for some few minutes you're going to really pay attention to the things I'm going to share with you because I'm talking about excursion in the spirit time will fail me to begin to describe who the Holy Spirit is the personality of the spirit we've said several times especially if you followed us in this ministry about the passing of the Holy Spirit we said that the Holy Ghost is a personality and the Holy Ghost is God for you to qualify to be a person you, you must have a mind you must have a will and you must have an emotion the Holy Spirit is not a thing he's not water he's not anointing oil he's not wind the Holy Spirit is a person he has a mind he has a will he has an emotion he can feel He's a complete personality that yearns for a relationship. The Holy Spirit is also God. For you to qualify to be God, there are three essential attributes that qualifies you. Number one, you must be omnipotent. That means all-powerful, omnipresent, ever-present, everywhere at the same time. And then you must be omniscient. That means you must be all-knowing. And the Holy Ghost qualifies in all three. So the Spirit of God is a person and the Spirit of God is God. So before we talk about anything regarding the Holy Spirit, we need to acknowledge His Godhood and acknowledge His personhood. Praise God. So without acknowledging the personality and the divinity of the Holy Spirit, you have not yet begun a journey of walking with God. And we need to understand that all our experience with God is sponsored by the Holy Spirit. Today, every Christian activity, every Christian virtue that will ever be born out of your life or produced out of your life every Christian experience you have every work you have with God every friendship, every relationship every dealing you have with God is sponsored by the Holy Spirit praise God because the Godhead all had a role to play according to the times and season appointed in God's own counsel the father was seen more in the Old Testament as God. The son was revealed in incarnation in the four gospels as the savior. 
then when Jesus died and rose and ascended to heaven he gave us the spirit and we are currently in the era and dispensation of the spirit so it will be to your disadvantage to not know the spirit praise God it's as though we, we are living in a new era where we are using like iPhone 14, iPhone X and then someone is using another old, old Motorola. Maybe you can still make calls but you are so limited. You, 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 you are so delayed. You know, if you're using a YAM phone, okay, and you're trying to type a very long sentence or an article have you noticed that uh, on the place where there is number one okay or the where you dial one there is abc also there so you have to type a take your time for the thing to cool down then you come to b take your time you go sometimes you have to click three times back, 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 before c will come so if you want to type a long article it's going to take you three days but if if you have an advanced phone what should take you three days will take you like let's say three or thirty minutes if you don't know what is up in the season you'll be far behind and unfortunately many christians are far behind and this time around you are far behind because of understanding because your understanding puts you ahead or behind didn't get this thing <laughs> your understanding of God puts you ahead or behind a poor understanding of God will put you behind in matters pertaining to our work with God a rich understanding of God will put you ahead so the sharpness and the edge of your consistency your potency, your empowerment, and your victory is predicated on your revelation of God. Now, can we proceed? We need to understand that for you to invoke a spirit, welcome a spirit, invite a spirit or make a home for a spirit to flourish there are three systems that you need pay attention to this carefully for you to invoke a spirit in other words whether the holy spirit or a demonic spirit or an ancestral spirit whatever spirit it is for you to invoke or invite a spirit there are three systems you need number one you will need an altar most of you who don't understand altars an altar is like an airport system you know planes or an airport is a place where planes land and take off right so a plane can land in someone's house so an airport system is designed to be able to harbor accommodate the
to accommodate the size of a plane to be able to land and take off are you following that so an altar is a system that is designed to be able to land a spirit are you following this at all so we said for you to invoke a spirit you need number one what an altar hallelujah you need an altar number two you will need sacrifice <laughs> and number three you need words oh let's assume you're not a Christian you decided to explore some spirits from a book you read so you, you read about that spirit and you wanted to have that spirit to become a reality from what you just read in that book you, you will need an altar so the altar is the place where the spirit can land right then you either need to bust an egg or to use a pin to just pierce your hand for some blood to come through that becomes the what the sacrifice then you need to invite the spirit through words by saying appear now I acknowledge you you are the Lord of all kings appear now so 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 an altar was first established a sacrifice was given because what strengthens a spirit is an altar what strengthens an altar is a sacrifice and what strengthens a sacrifice is words are we following this thing now i'm still laying a good foundation for you because it's going to really bless you so much i'll give you a biblical example of how in the book of first kings chapter 18 from the verse 30 to 37 when elijah and the Baal prophets had to gather for that challenge and the prophets of Baal failed and elijah was up to call fire now before elijah invoked the fire you will notice the bible tells us that the altar of israel was broken so he first had to repair the altar that was broken because when a spirit is involved an altar must be in place please are we following this thing at all so he had to repair the altar notice as you read further you'll notice the second thing elijah did was to cut burnt sacrifices into pieces that was the sacrifice huh. so you see he put the wood in order and cut the block into pieces he called that the burnt sacrifice on the wood are you following that then the next thing elijah did was to pray words and he called the god of abraham isaac and jacob then fire appeared elijah operated that same system in the new testament for the the holy spirit to be invoked into man 
there was the same process an altar the cross sacrifice the blood of Jesus sinner's prayer the words are you following this thing so in the new testament for the holy spirit to to be invoked to come leaving you you will need an altar which is the cross of christ because the cross was the altar it was the place where god and man met the blood of jesus became the sacrifice that is why his blood was shed on the cross just like the sacrifice is given on the altar christ's blood was shed on the cross and for that spirit to be invited you need to speak words and that's the confession the prayer you made to receive christ are you getting that now that same system continues in your dealings with the holy spirit as far as his ministry in your life is concerned are you getting this thing these same three are still consistent and must still be consistent in your life as far as the ministry of the Holy Spirit is evolved. Now, as far as the ministry of the Holy Spirit is involved, these three realities also change now. Now the altar becomes your heart. Hey, I call him and ask Your sacrifice becomes spiritual activities. Or what we call spiritual sacrifices. Are you following this? And number three is worship. So, for the Holy Spirit to become effective in the life of a believer, he must check his heart. What he offers as sacrifices to God and his reverence of God through words. <laughs> I've just answered questions about believers struggle why they don't experience spirit power in their life i'm so full of the holy ghost by these same principles so what happens when a believer lives in bitterness is that he defiles his altar so what is going to happen is that the holy ghost may be in you but he's fruitless he's ineffective his ministry can produce power in your life So, your spiritual sacrifices also are fastings, prayers, giving, thanksgiving. They empower the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. Listen, without these things I'm mentioning, the Holy Ghost may be so powerful, but His ministry will be powerless in your life. Are you following this thing? So, so without these elements I'm just mentioning, prayers, fastings, studying the word of God, meditation of scripture, 
giving offerings giving sacrifices and seeds giving thanks to the Lord consistently he can't do much then your worship how you reverence him Now let's proceed. There are two major desires of the Holy Spirit. The two major desires of the Holy Spirit is indwelling and infilling. So what we are trying to say is that the Holy Spirit's desire is to indwell you and infill you. one happens at salvation the other happens at spiritual advancement so they are not the same the indwelling of the holy spirit is not the same as the infilling of the holy spirit yet they are his two desires when you believe jesus christ at salvation he indwells you when you obey the word of god he infills you The difference between the indwelling and the infilling of the Holy Spirit is what we call spirit presence and spirit power. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is the spirit's presence in your life. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is the spirit power in your life. <laughs> Go devil, yeah, the stack college. So it is very possible to experience spirit presence by the indwelling of the spirit and not enjoy infilling by spirit power in your life. So the spirit can be fully present in your life but fully absent in power in your life. That is, well, see, if you find a believer who is truly born again, but is still dominated by his flesh and is living in abject sin, that believer has spirit presence, but no spirit power because it takes spirit power to live the Christian life not just spirit presence how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power the anointing of the Holy Ghost is his presence the anointing with power it's what makes you do good works <laughs> How he anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good? It was the power that enabled him to do good. And healing all who were oppressed of the devil. But God was with him. Acts 10, 38. I'm teaching good here. You need to understand when you read your Bible. That the difference between the foolish virgins and the wise virgins was extra oil. That's the only difference. 
Oh my goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The difference between the foolish virgins and the wise virgins was extra oil. Check your Bible. They were all virgins. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, anyone who is born again in Christ is actually seen by God as a spiritual virgin. Even if you have been divergenized already. Tell somebody you are still safe. You are still safe. Thank God for Jesus. It's a sausage. It's a sausage. Hallelujah. So, the virgins there is talking about saved. They are saved. They are undefiled. So, it speaks of their spiritual condition of being holy, being purified by the Holy Spirit. Are you following this? So, the Bible tells us all 10 of them had a lamp with oil in it. All the 10 of them had a lamp. The lamp is their spirit. The lamp is their spirit. So, their lamp had lights in it telling us that anyone who's born again has light in his spirit. So Jesus Christ is called the true light that lighted every man that enters into the world. John 1 from the verse 5 to 7. So they had oil in their lamp representing they had the Holy Ghost in their spirit. Are you following this thing? The Bible says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. Check your Bible. So the lamp was representing their human spirit. The oil represents the Holy Ghost. The amalgamation of the lamp, the oil in the lamp was a picture of the Holy Ghost living in them that lightened their lives called salvation. So they had the indwelling. Are you following that? But when you read the Bible further, you will notice that the five wise virgins had oil in their vessel different oil in lamp and oil in vessel is not the same the oil in the lamp is salvation oil in vessel is called extra oil it is the permeation of the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit from your spirit into your body, your vessel. <laughs> I know some are not clapping because they're just not understanding the whole thing. I understand. Don't worry. It's a sign you need to back up. So if you are sitting there and said, what is this man saying? I should be asking you, what are you hearing? Because a man that is pursuing the Lord, this one is epitamine. This one is good news. So, oil in lamp, the Holy Ghost living in you. At all. Oil investing means that you, oh my goodness. Wonder. They slept, okay, and they woke up. 
and they were called that the son the prince the groom had come now they picked up their lamps to go and meet the groom then they realized that five had their lamps go off but immediately the lamp of the wise five virgins was about to go off they took out their extra oil and they replaced it and the five said give us some of your oil you know what they said he says go there are people who sell them go and buy price so you you pay a price for oil in your vessel hey kalubu she candid he said go and buy in other words you have to take money you have to pay something hear me the indwelling of the holy ghost is free the infilling comes with the price spirit presence comes by faith spirit power comes by spiritual works spiritual disciplines heavy load prices that you have to pay pressure you have to mount on the flesh for the spirit to flow so it was the extra oil whilst the wise virgins were paying the price to buy that oil the foolish virgins were nowhere to be found hear me did you realize that it was time that told the outcome of the five wise and five foolish likewise watch me carefully it is time that will tell those who are advancing in God and those who are not a time will come that influence of God that you have you notice that it was temporary it was given to you for you to continue it A time is going to, going to show. You realize that whilst you have doom saw in your soul, others are flowing the spirit. Because whilst they were fasting, you were feasting. Whilst they were praying, you were playing. Whilst you were focused watching movies, some were focused watching God. Hey, hey. You are not a fool to see God. Oh. You are not a fool. Let those people watch the movies. Whilst we keep beholding God. Let them go for those parties. It is after five years when we are out of school. We will know who built capacity. We will know whilst they were living in sin in their boyfriend's house spending weekends with their time they said that you are not wise they said you are not strong they said you are weak they said you are not in town they said you are not the latest keep moving and advancing in God only time will tell yes only time will tell only time will tell hear me 
every activity and action of your life is a seed you are sowing you see that's the lie or that's the truth Satan will never tell you you thought you just had one sex you thought you just you just watched one pornography actually you sow the seed hey my goodness you know <laughs> people don't like to be told the truth many have complicated their lives because they lack this understanding in the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 to 9 when you go home go and read it I wish you listened to this message five times do not be deceived that means you can be deceived for God is not mocked you can't mock God you can't tell God is not fair he says whatsoever a man soweth that shall he reap He's telling you that your everyday life is a seed. That student that is always studying, 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 whilst his friends are playing, it is a seed he keeps sowing every single day for his mind. In the examination room, whilst others are sweating, he's not sweating, he's more relaxed. You know why? Because the seed he sowed, he's now harvesting it so his success was not by accident his success was planned and planted that is why that's what we have been telling young people and they still don't get it that what you are doing now the kind of the quality of your friends the guys around you who who keeps sending you videos that is not godly you don't know that what they are sowing into your soul is a seed. They didn't tell you. Satan won't tell you that. The activities on that laptop, the, the activities on that phone, those conversations, those activities, those areas you spend time, they are seeds. But they are invisible. You can't see it. You thought you, you just had one pleasure. You didn't have a pleasure. You sowed a seed. Look at the next verse. He says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, destruction. He says, But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. That means we have an opportunity to choose where we sow. We have an opportunity to choose what we sow into. There are two dimensions you can sow into you can sow into the flesh, or you can sow into the spirit. Another word for sowing is investment. Anybody that is doing investment or has done investment can understand that for you to do proper investment, you have to sacrifice. Your money is not enough, but you are looking at the future. There's a difference between savings and investment. Savings is keeping money so you can use in case of emergency. Investments is what you put in place to feed you at the time where you need it and it's far advanced in the future. It's for the future. So investments are for future. Many of you are putting spiritual money into savings instead of investment. 
because we want to reap quickly. We want to enjoy life now. Listen, it's better to use yam and sow in the spirit. You have many iPhones that you will not need in the future. Yes. So I need to ask you a big question before you leave tonight. Where are you sowing? Have you noticed that some years ago, when we were in the hostel, there were two things we slept with, our pillow and our Bible. Have you noticed it has faded? Many of you don't even have physical Bibles anymore. And you don't know it's a trap. As long as you can't see it, the appetite to read it will never be there. And you keep deceiving yourself that it's on my phone. You won't find it. Because by the time you want to open it, three WhatsApps have already popped up as a, as a missile from the kingdom of darkness. So now you don't even have a physical Bible. And you said you're a Christian. How many years have you been a Christian? I've been a Christian for 15 years. Shame on you. A 15-year-old Christian will never live without a physical Bible. Quote me anywhere. You know, and one of the devil's traps that he has succeeded in doing is trying to digitalize spirituality. And sometimes it can be very dangerous. Thank God for technology. We now have Bibles on our phones, on our iPads, and whatever it is. But listen to me. If you learn how to manage it, reduce digitality in spirituality, you will notice you are making advancement. Have a physical Bible where you underline. You rule it. You write some things in that Bible. Have it. Notebooks, diaries. Write in it. Make notes in it. The thoughts of God. Journaling. Write something. Yes. It's a seed you are sowing. Yes. So he says he does sow it to his flesh. Or he does sow it to his spirit. And brother, my sister, why are you sowing? Are you going to keep on watching those season movies? All the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever my goodness there is something God gave to every Christian it's called self-control if you don't know how to use self-control you are in trouble That thing called self-control is called self-restraint. You restrain yourself knowing that I must watch movie only for an hour and when the hour is up, no matter the suspense, no matter the thriller, when it is over, it is over. If you don't know how to do that, you are in trouble. If you don't know how to say that before I do anything secular, let me not even go there. Before I do anything, any other thing, I seek my God first. If you don't have that control to say, I will do my morning devotion before I attempt any other activity, 
you are sowing the wrong seed. It is hard. Yes. When you are beginning a spiritual journey, it is hard. That doesn't mean that when you are continuing, it is not hard. What we are trying to say is that the more you, you advance, the, the pressure won't be as much as you are starting. Now, there are two anointings that the Holy Spirit enables in the life of every Christian. The first anointing is called the abiding anointing. First John chapter 2, the verse 27. He says, but anointing which you have received of him abided in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. Whoa. The second anointing is what we call the empowering anointing. The empowering anointing. So now, the abiding anointing is an anointing that enables you to abide in Christ. The empowering anointing is the anointing that enables you for Christian service. Please follow me carefully. The abiding anointing is an enablement that aids you to abide in Christ. The empowering anointing is an anointing that enables you for service. Are you following that? Is it clear? So, the abiding anointing is the work of the Holy Spirit within you. Oliver Shekali, sister. And the empowering anointing is the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon you for Christian service. So one is within, one is without. One is for your personal growth. The other is for the betterment of others. The other is for the edification of others. So don't forget that. The anointing, the abiding anointing operates within. The empowering anointing operates without. One is for spiritual growth. That's the abiding anointing. The other is for Christian service. The better the understanding you have about these two, the more effective you become as a Christian, as a child of God. Have you noticed there is something within you that makes you feel some way when you have not read your Bible for two days? That thing is called abiding anointing. When you have not prayed huh, for some time, there is something within you that is like, oh, I'm, I'm, what's going on? 
You didn't hear an audible voice, but you had a discomfort. You weren't okay. So sometimes you even you even, it's like you even feeling bad. Have you experienced that before? That thing there that enables you to fast. It's a certain enablement that comes from the Holy Spirit to help you to grow spiritually. Because let me tell you, without that anointing, you can't by yourself grow. Have you noticed that a farmer goes to sow a seed in the soil, but it's not the farmer that enables the seed to grow? Have you noticed that? That tells us that spiritual growth can never happen by us yet it cannot happen without us so in as much as you are reading your bible you see you can get to a place where you are enjoying God you, you have private worship moments and you are just crying you are in tears you are able to do 6 to 6 and you are wondering ah, how am I doing this thing ah, this is not me oh. because I am here by 12 I don't know what is going on. Normally, when I take my Bible by 20 minutes, I'm dozing all of a sudden, one hour, and I'm still yearning for more. If you don't take your time, it's going to come, you feel you are the one manipulating it. There is something that is aiding you to make it easier. It's called the abiding anointing. It does anointing. That makes you keep fasting when the church has finished fasting. Hey, I know you don't like that one. You don't like it. <laughs> so the church is done with 30 days fasting. But there's something within you telling you that you have to continue. Listen, God's dealings with all of us are different. The kind of battles you are fighting is not the same as the kind of battles that he's fighting. You understand? Maybe you, the background you came from, immorality was like <laughs> it was like lollipop. Your father did it. You even caught him red-handed with another woman. Every day, your mother and your father were fighting. You saw immorality. There was somebody who, who was caught up into addiction because he found pornography videos in his father's bedroom. And that's how he watched them. He became an addict. So, look at that background. So, from the age of 11, that's how anointed he is. In that, you get what I'm saying. So, so the work of the Holy Spirit in such a believer will be more. So you finish 30 day fast, and then you have another Christian brother who is eating, and the Holy Ghost says, "Add 30 more." <laughs> and yes, and you be saying, "Why me?" <laughs> Am I teaching good? The kind of sacrifices your great grandmother made, the spirits he brought into the family, the idols, the covenants, the blood sacrifices, the offerings she gave in that house, dedicated the entire house, including you that you were not born, or including your future children. You were not born, but your future children were added to the offering. And you've grown up. 
<laughs> and we are saying we are doing 100 days fasting and then Ujimi <laughs> Mosi it's not about the long fast bro you will soon be laughing on the wrong side of your mouth you know when you are young and someone is paying your school fees you don't know how life is When someone gives you weekly chop money, this message I'm preaching, you just be watching me. <laughs> Who is that guy? Finish and leave that stage. Do you know what life is? You see, right now they give you pocket money. 200 Ghana every week. 150 Ghana every week. 100 Ghana every week. So at least there's something on you. When you complete school and you apply for a job, and the, the company interviews you and they say wow i love your smile i love your dress i love everything about you you surely got the job you hear from us <laughs> hey! then you heard that they said you hear from us please give me the chair and he said you hear from us so so this is how when you wake up in the morning then you just wake up and then every five minutes you check I'm on fray okay I'm on sepe sprite not the lemon kakra or the ice cubes kakra one I'm on sepe kakra oh bank no I'm on sepe from on fray ah Hey, madam, sorry, why <laughs> you may wait for three years because when the company approved that they've taken you, they approved it in their right mind. But when you left, another spirit came there and told them who to approve and who, <laughs> and who to approve. <laughs> Surprisingly, they look at your fa your, your father. They say, Who is this? Who is this? Even the name annoys me. <laughs> if there are thousand people, they put you a thousand too. <laughs> and you wait for four months, you don't hear from them. <laughs> See, don't hear this message and take it for granted. I know what I'm saying. I prayed myself out of certain limitations. I visited one great father. He saw me on my knees when I, I came to him. He said, ah! I saw a huge tree, a demonic tree with branches there. And all your family, almost all of them were under the tree and put in bondage. But God said, you have prayed yourself out. I knew it. I'm telling you, I, I can see the fruit. There are pastors in my family. None of them have been able to break through well. No young man is driving a car I'm driving in my family. Yes. Galima, Janda, Lemongo. Please, are you following what I'm saying? The thing is investment. In, tell somebody investment. 
I know they said, oh, it's all about the finished work of Christ. Wait until you know the finished work and other things are not finished. And you know that you don't have offering to give and you desire to give. You want to serve God, but there's no means. Listen. I believe in the riches of Christ and I also believe in physical riches. I will fight for both. So listen to me. The abiding anointing is the foundation for the empowering anointing. There were people who focused on the empowering anointing. They can see the empowering anointing is actually ministry, the, the, the anointing for service. Walking in the gifts of the spirit is the empowering anointing. Hello, girl, get up. What's up? Uh, I see in the spirit, like who is Abna? Abna, 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 Abna. Um, so so he said, Oh, Abna is my name. Wow. Can I pro? That thing, that thing that made me say Abna is called empire anointing. It, it is to bless other people. It's to edify others. The ministry and the gifts of healing is all under the empire anointing. Have you realized that most of you who are in the technical department knew nothing about technicalities? Eh? but all of a sudden there was a certain anointing that was making you learn quick but I'm still pretty well still I'm still receive the empowering anointing hallelujah that was just by the way so uh, you didn't know how to do projection all of a sudden or all of a sudden, <laughs> you start within one month. You, you start doing projection. A time will come, and pride will enter your heart. You feel that you are deep. <laughs> you didn't know an anointing was producing a thing. It's called the empowering anointing. Please, are you following this? So, see, that is what has destroyed a lot of prophets. Because they focus more on the empowering anointing. But I count to five, Holy Ghost, bring five people to me. One, two, three. Ah, 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 ah. And then he falls. He falls like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing they work. That thing they work. That thing they work. I, I need an international ministry. I need. And <laughs> no, no, no. Then he says that I have to go to South Africa. The operation shows there. So are perishing in South Africa. <laughs> and then he gets there, the devil will project a fine damsel. With two major weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> if you are here, you should know the two weapons. <laughs> if you are here, you should know the two major weapons of mass destruction. In the life of every man, can someone show me for a handsome reward? <laughs> What's number one? <laughs> clap for him, clap for him. <laughs> hey! 
He'll design it for you. He knows your taste. He knows the type. He knows. He knows the quality. He knows. He knows the, the, the friction. He knows the factions. He knows. He knows the shape. He knows the cut. He knows the edges. He will design, cut it, and serve it to you. So at that time, when that mighty breasted, the God who is behind her before her. You don't know this thing. Have mercy, Father. Have mercy upon them. And at that time, you don't have the abiding anointing. Remember, the abiding anointing strengthens your spirit, man, to be able to resist temptations. At that time, you haven't built it, and the only thing you know was empowering anointing. You're in trouble. Your gift will crash you. Listen, many people prepare for program. They've forgotten that they themselves are a program. If you prepare for yourself, God can trust you because you are the real program God wants to attend. But that's just by the way. So the abiding anointing, that one comes with heavy duty things. So memorize scriptures. Yes. For the abiding anointing to operate. How many scriptures have you memorized? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Listen to me. Walking in purity, eh? It is work. Uh, uh, one lady, I went for one meeting. One lady came, she was crying, she was crying, she was crying. I just want to know him. I just love him. I just desire. I just want to know him. I just waited for him to finish all the crying. I said, How's your Bible pattern? Did you read your Bible last week? He said, No. <laughs> Did you read your Bible last two weeks? I tried to. But anytime I take it, it's like this resistance, the devil brings me problems. Said, okay. So, like, when was the last time you prayed? God of God, honestly, I can't remember. I was just watching. I said, mm. I just see in my head that you want to know Him. <laughs> in the power of His resurrection. <laughs> you see, that's what many of you are doing. You come for a meeting, we pray that they touch you. <laughs> God, I want to know you. Jump past your seminal. Go for a Bible, that kind. Koto Bible. Koto Bible. Let's just know. We are sick and tired of that thing. Lord, you know I love you sincerely, bro. Stop what you are saying. I love you sincerely. I really want to serve you. I really want to serve you. You see, enough of that nonsense, oh. I'm telling you, you've been doing it for five years now. Stop it. And fatal. It's an embarrassment. Stop what I say. Go and take your Bible and start reading. 
Start fasting. Those kind of prayers you are crying, we do it in the place of spiritual discipline. That's why you cry. When you cry, it is valid. So many Christians don't want to take responsibility for their spiritual lives. They want God to help them. Hear me. When the Holy Ghost is called a helper, it is because you started doing something. That's when you require his help. If I can't carry this thing and I say, come and help me, what I'm saying is that I have I has started the process of carrying and because I couldn't, he came to assist me. The Holy Ghost won't carry it and tell you to come and hold it. That's the deception many of you don't know. Remember your Bible says he'll remind you of the things I said. That means that if you don't know what he said, there's nothing he'll remind you. If you know nothing, he'll remind you of it. So many of you are asking help when you are empty. You are asking help when you are shallow. You are asking help when you have nothing. You have nothing in your hands. So what can he bless? Zero times one is. Zero times twenty is. Zero times three thousand is. Zero times thirty thousand is. Zero times three hundred thousand is. Zero times three billion is. So no matter how mighty the Holy Ghost is. Let's assume his 5,828 billion dollars. And then you are zero. If he comes to multiply, the effect will still be zero. At least just make an effort eh? and just do one. And if it's 30,000, 30,000 times one is what? 1,000. Hey. Huh. This is serious. Though. So you it will take you pain eh, to forfeit a movie to be able to pray and read your Bible. These are disciplines you put in place. Hi, my time is up. I'm going to state them. I, I haven't started my message yet. But let me just finish in five minutes. I do. Hallelujah. I didn't preach at all. Today I was just introducing you. Now, quickly write this and let's close. The flesh is to Satan what your spirit is to God. The flesh is to Satan what your spirit is to God. So anything your spirit represents to God, your flesh represents to the to Satan. So, so God needs your spirit to operate. Satan also needs your flesh to operate. This thing, if you know it, it will save you. So any advantage your spirit gives to God, your flesh will give to Satan. So when you empower your spiritual man by building it, that spiritual man serves as a platform God can ride on to bring victory to himself through you. And hear me, if you keep feeding on your flesh, 
that flesh will become a foundation upon which Satan will ride to tear you down. I hope you are aware that God has plans for you. Right? Do you know Satan also has plans for you? Oh, you don't know that. I'm sure you didn't know. They didn't tell you. They didn't teach you in Sunday school. They told you, Jesus loves me. This I know. They didn't tell you, Satan hates you. This you know. <laughs> they didn't tell you that one. God has plans for you. Satan also has plans for you. So there are two prophecies hanging over your life. Definitely one has come to pass. <laughs> God wants you moral. Satan wants you moral. God wants you glorified. Satan wants you demagnified. Yes. So, one of those prophecies will surely come to pass in your life. And for you to, to fulfill God's prophecy, it comes with fight. Tell somebody fight. You see, that one they didn't teach us, so we learned it the hard way. I was an addict. I'm not trying to say it. I was a serious, heavy pornography and masturbation addict. I didn't know the fight then, so I was defeated, completely discomfited. For years of my life, my father is a pastor, my mother is a pastor. How I managed to do it secretly. We were sleeping, four people were in the same room. How I do it successfully. <laughs> I didn't know that all what I was doing, I thought I was smart. No, no, Satan was giving me intelligence. We call that spiritual intelligence. You, Satan will give you ideas. Satan, you saw sister style angel. Oh, you don't know this. Hey! Listen, listen, listen. As she seems like she. Satan will you, you don't know. So when you are not catching, say ah, mosquito repellent. Be <laughs> you, you don't know. This is how Satan can sponsor intelligence. He whisper to you mosquito repellent. It's like body lotion. So the same effect. At the day, that no control. Pa, no Then you're like, what just happened to me? Something happened to me. I don't know what happened. I don't know what entered me. Bro, you knew what entered you. If you tell yourself the truth, you'll be free. That you are helping Satan's ministry in your life. Because hear me, Satan can never take hold of your life until you give him permission. Likewise, God cannot take hold of your life until you give him permission. So whatever is happening in your life is what you permitted. don't know this let me share this two minutes and we close listen anytime you obey satan you will empower his ministry over your life so the first day you watch pornography you empowered him you obeyed him the second day he will inspire again the more you watch it his power enlarges in your life so the day you want to stop because his power has enlarged he knows what to do to bring you back into it again he knows because the more obedient you are to a spirit, the more you empower the spirit to dominate your life. 
So hear me, if you've been in this thing for the past 10 years, don't think it will take you 10 days to quit it. It will take a month, it will take two months, it will take three months of consistency in another discipline that is godly. And sometimes you feel it, everything within you says go do it. But you tell it in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 the verse 4. He says you have not resisted yet unto blood, resisting against sin. That means you will want to do it. You will remove the shorts Then you remember Samekiah, Namejah. You remember the word of God. You remember what sins damage will do to your spirit. You remember how, how your unborn generation will come and copy this thing that you left for them. You remember, you remember. And you say, no, no. The word of God lives in me. Greater is it, is in me. Listen, what is the effect of quoting all these scriptures, the promises of God, if you are not believing it? And we don't know this, you hear me? You cannot defeat Satan. When he has his ministry in your life operating. Jesus said the prince of this world cometh. But he has nothing in me. He has nothing. That means when Satan scans me. He can't find last operating in me. If he finds anything in his kingdom in you. He has defeated you. Hear me. Maybe it's a free counsel I'm giving to you. You cannot be tempted by what you don't see and what you don't hear. Write it down. You can never be tempted by what you don't see and hear. So anything that is tempting you is because you keep seeing it and hearing it. My goodness. If you will separate yourself from wrong sight and wrong hearing, some temptations will depart without prayer. Second thing, what you don't think about does not have power over you. Romans 8 6. What you don't think about does not have power over you. As a man thinketh, so is he. So hear me, if Satan keeps bringing you memories of pornography, if you keep watching these things that stir up lewdness in your soul, what happens is that the thoughts you think becomes the empowerment scheme that will control your life. He says, Romans chapter 8, the verse 6, I don't know who is there. He says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. So hear me. What you keep in your mind, what you think in your mind is what determines death or life in your life. For to be carnally minded is death. That means if you feed your mind with carnality, it will produce death in your Christian experience. If you keep getting spiritually minded, how? To be spiritually minded is to be scripturally minded. You will memorize scripture. Someone says, ah, what has addiction got to do with memorizing scripture? You don't know. God's strategy is not about the sin. It's first about you. Hear me. If this monitor is heavy, the problem is not the monitor. The problem is my size and my capacity. God is focused on building your capacity and not dealing with the problem. Because when your capacity is built, you will handle the problem with ease. So why are we saying fast? Why are we saying pray? Why are we not breaking the spirit? 
We are saying fast, pray, study the word of God, memorize scriptures, go for Christian meetings, go for prayer meetings, do more fastings, do more meditations in the spirit. As you keep doing that, you are exposing yourself to the sunlight of God. And that radiation will begin to reflect in your life and soon you begin to enlarge. You are growing. The things that easily tempted you, you see that you are angry. You now begin to hate those things. Capacity is what produces that ability. Yes. The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So Christian failure is capacity failure. You will put yourself on a spiritual diet. You will finish 14 days fast, 6 to 6. It's difficult. Maybe you have not done before. Get water. Keep drinking water. You do 6 to 6 today. You do 6 to 6 tomorrow. You do 6 to 6. Everything you will tell you to go and eat, don't listen to it. You are now building a new life. You are now building something. Listen, the same way you got into addiction, you now must counter it the same way. Do you know that there was a process? Nobody ever slept and woke up an addict. No, it didn't happen suddenly. It, ha- it happened gradually. At first, you were watching porn Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. You were watching it by your own will. You started it mechanically. But you didn't know that there is a spirit of perversion that is in charge of that thing you are watching. That spirit of perversion now saw that you were interested in it. So now because he's the one responsible for it, he begins to embrace you and soon what you were doing mechanically will be aided by an energy that is beyond you. That is why you want to stop but you can't stop. Why? Because the spirit in charge of that perversion has taken over. Now you can't do it on Mondays. You do it when the spirit press the button. Likewise, when you begin prayer, when you begin spiritual activity, you will begin it mechanically. You will take your Bible and you are dozing. Wash your face and sit down. You are beginning a process. It's hard. Keep doing it. As you are doing it very soon, the Holy Ghost who is in charge of spiritual disciplines, the one who is called the spirit of supplication, will now begin to hack. And when he hacks you, he will produce something in you. Now you want to stop praying, you can't stop. You want to stop fasting, you can't stop. The new energy comes. Now the things you found pleasure in, you begin to find hatred in it. At that time, the Holy Ghost is brought a transformation in your soul. Yes. You keep listening to audios. When you are sleeping, you are, you are playing the audios in your sleep. So it is working both in your conscious and subconscious mind. And something is building inside your life. You don't understand. You keep a worship atmosphere. You keep an environment that fills your room, fills your heart, fills your life, fills your mind with God consistently. You will keep doing it mechanically. And soon the Holy Ghost will take over and he'll begin to breathe upon you. He will breathe upon you. Nobody counseled me against pornography and masturbation. Nobody counseled me. It broke. It broke. It broke. It broke. And we have many people here who have the same testimony. You can't be in this ministry and then six months you are still the same. It's not possible. Go to a podcast. We have done teachings that will build you up. You see, the thing is that you are not ready. That's the problem. You have to make a decision. Starting from today and now, this evening when you go, you land on your bed and say, Lord, enough is enough. 
Don't wait for tomorrow. By the time you wait for tomorrow, another thought, another movie will distract you. Some friend will bring something that will make you forget. That thing is a battle. A seed has been sown. The Bible says those seeds that fell upon the good ground. He says bears came to pick it. The bear is called the devil. They are those who hear the word of God and they don't understand it and the evil one comes to steal it. Satan has seen the seed sown in your heart. He's seen that you want to make amendment. As you're on your way going home, somebody will bring a topic about something else. Is the devil doing that? A message will come from Facebook and as you kept glancing through it, you forgot that seed and the devil stole it. And you came back to square zero again. Are you willing for that? I don't know about you. But I want to stand before my master blameless. I don't know about you. But I want to fulfill my purpose. As a man of God. I don't know about you. But I want to live in peace. I want to wake up in the morning knowing that I owe nothing to the devil. I want to wake up knowing that I don't owe anybody. I don't know any spirit. I have no legality dealings with any power. I want to wake up walking freely. I want to wake up not knowing that, hey, do I have HIV AIDS or not because I slept with somebody I didn't know. I can't wake up thinking about all these things. I want to wake up pure in thought. And that people don't know that when you are walking in the light, that's the freedom you get. 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 You want to wait until you are pregnant? You do abortion and your womb is taking? What testimony is that? And now you are walking all over in prayer camps asking God for a new baby? You don't get this thing. You're waiting for that? Satan will never tell you the consequences of your wrong choices. He only tell you the pleasure. So he only magnifies the sensitivity of the pleasure and tell you it's nice. It's nice. Do it. It's nice. He forgot to add to reach that the brand of adversity is coming along with that thing you are biting. He doesn't tell you about it. He doesn't tell you. We are asking for capacity. I'm going to state them that we move on. Let me say this before I add that. The greatest enemy to the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not Satan. The greatest enemy of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not demons. It's your flesh. What we are trying to say that is that when you tame your flesh, when you defeat your flesh in the power of the spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit begins to flourish. It magnifies. At the same time, the ministry of the devil is discomfited and defeated in your life. Because, listen, the more your flesh grows, the more you empower Satan to defeat you. So, so how to go deeper in a spirit life experience? I'm going to state seven of them. Maybe next year I'll explain it. Number one is honor, reverence, worship, and praises. Honor, reverence, worship, and praise. Listen to me. If you keep, if you know how to reverence the Holy Spirit, to honor and welcome Him, to treat Him as an uncommon being, to to keep an atmosphere that worships that worships him consistently a certain power will break people don't know this if every morning every day you do personal worship you are, you are worshiping God personally you are not playing an audio 
you yourself you are doing worship something will dry inside you it's just a matter of time number two the word of God study and meditation of the word of God you listen to anointed teachings you read and study the word of God you meditate on the word of God you memorize scriptures you try to quote it without looking into the Bible you will do it consistently it will start changing your mindset it will uninstall certain foolish apps that you downloaded into your soul they will uninstall them number three prayer number four purity and holy living number five instant obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit instant obedience to the voice and the promptings of the Holy Spirit number six walking perpetually in love Number seven, humility. When I talk of humility, I'm talking about it is, it is connected to brokenness. That's how you humble yourself before God. The moment you go wrong, you go on your knees, you apologize. You don't pretend nothing happened. And number eight, finally, consecration. What's number one? Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. Number nine. Can add one thing constant taking of communion. Rise up, Murphy. From the rising of the sun. To the setting of the same, your name is to be alone. Lord. Lift your voice and begin to speak to the Lord. From the rising Tell him of the to help sun, you to be consistent with Him. To the setting of the same. Talk to Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. Your name is to be God. Lift your voice and pray to Jesus. Talk to Jesus, come on. Shandalosho, 